When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The dream is made real. Ricky Hatt rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Mamma mia, he's done it. Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Welcome, fight fans, to another episode of BTR Boxing Podcast with myself, Sean Basto, your host as always. And it's back, it's Ones to Watch, Series 2. We're back for another series, we're going to be getting some fantastic guests on this series. Guys that are up and coming in the career, guys that are just starting out the professional journey and I'm really excited to get Series 2 back up and running. So, on today's episode then... We've got Lloyd Germain, currently ready to turn professional. He's going to be fighting in June in Murphy Tidfell with the likes of Gavin Gwynn on the card. He's going to be fighting with other gym members that are on that card as well. And he's going to be looking to make an impact in 2019 as he starts his professional journey. In today's episode, we talk about his journey into boxing, where it came from, why he enjoys boxing, who his favourite fighters are, and just generally kind of get a feel for who he is ahead of his professional debut. So I'm really looking forward to be speaking to him. I'm really looking forward to getting this out to you guys, and I hope you really enjoy this episode. So here it is then, it's Once to Watch, Season 2, Episode 1, with Lloyd Germain. So I'm delighted to bring on for Season 2 of our Once to Watch series, Mr Lloyd Germain. Lloyd, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, how are you? I'm good, I'm... Pleased to be getting you on as the first guest for season two of our Wants to Watch series and really looking forward to, to getting to know you a little bit better and, and understanding a little bit more about your your background in boxing and, and that's where we really start with our Wants to Watch series. We want to find out a little bit about you and find out where your career has come from and, and, and I know this is the start of your professional journey so talk me through what it was that first got you in to boxing. Well I do really appreciate you having me on um obviously this season, uh, season two, so uh, thank you very much for that, Sean. But um, I've, I got into boxing at a younger age of 
say around seven or eight. To be honest, I was something I'd done after uh, martial arts when I was actually younger. I'd done taekwondo. Um, fell out of that, then uh, took up boxing. But you know what it's like as a child. You, you do stuff for a minute and then it's, it never seems to stick. So um, boxing for me, we've had like a, a mad love relationship where I've been in and out of it. I say going back then to when I was about 12, never really competed. I was just going into the gym, obviously seeing the seeing bigger men hit the bags and the noise they were making, smelling the, uh, the sweat and seeing the blood, obviously. Uh, it's not one of those things any everybody likes, you know. It's a quite gruesome sport for some people, but it's always been something I've really had a passion for. Um, again, doing uh, several different sports, it was hard for me to stick at boxing. So I probably didn't, well, I didn't box then for a good four or five years. Um, going on then to when I was about 16, 17, I go back to the gym for a little bit. Never really dedicated myself to it, if I must be honest. But um, I'd say as the age of 18 then, I started to... Uh, obviously sticking to what I wanted to do more and um, focus more on the boxing. So um, I've been in and out of the gyms pretty much a good portion of my life, you know. But um, it's uh, only more so me me being um, turning professional now. Uh, didn't have a massive amateur career. Didn't have the best of luck with fights or um, trying to get the fights. I only actually had four amateur fights, which I won three of them and um, lost one, obviously. But it's... Uh, uh, what I was always wanting to do was become a professional boxer. So the amount of fights I've had wasn't didn't accumulate to the years I've had in the gym, as you know. It was just more I was fighting with uh, not really dedicating myself to it. Uh, fast forward years then, um, obviously, I've knuckled down now to a professional and I'll be making my debut on uh, the 29th of June in Mirfor Leisure Centre. So it's... Um, I've, I've always been in and around the boxing gym, you know, it's just I've never really, obviously most recently I am, but I didn't really dedicate myself to it, even though I was very good at it, it was something I was just in and out of as a child, you know, but um, I suppose I must have had some sort of love for it for, for me to be coming back all the time. Yeah, it sounds like you've had a a bit of a Marmite relationship with, with boxing over the years from the way you describe it to me, and what do you think it was then that, that kind of distracted you from really focusing on on earlier times of becoming a professional fighter was it was it stuff going on you know just in general day-to-day life i know some people obviously have 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 like families to support and they, they have situations in life yeah that denies yeah well, it. it was sean i've um like i said i've always been in around the gym growing up it was more it was difficult you're still growing up you don't really know what you want to do with yourself you know and then um i was i think 21 and i had a little girl so i obviously took then it was all my focus was on a little girl who was born so i it took time away from, obviously, time I would never take back was I'm obviously so blessed to have a daughter. But it was time I really focused on myself. I was focusing on my little ones more, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, still doing that to this day, obviously. But it was, too much was going on within my life for me to dedicate myself solely to boxing. A couple of years later, obviously, I'm 28 now. So a few years then, now my daughter's seven. I've already got a little boy who's three now. So my children are, like, older enough now for, not... You know what I mean? They, I've had my time with little ones, and it's time for me to make make the best life for them. With obviously skills I have, which, you know, which is an honour for me to do. You know, they obviously give that extra bit of motivation and um, that drive day to day. Keep doing this, and um, I say to everyone, now, I'm ten times fitter, healthier man than I've ever been in my life now, and it's it's only come from a time of me dedicating 
myself fully to boxing for me to see the rewards, you know. So you were talking about growing up and, and obviously the love of the sport and being always around the gym and always having this love for the sport. When you were growing up, did you have any particular fighters that you, you kind of looked up to? And obviously I know in the Welsh boxing scene there were quite a few uh, quite a few notable names, to say the least, that were uh, probably classed as idols growing up in Wales. Yeah, definitely. We've been blessed with some great boxers over in Wales. Um, I used to enjoy watching Joe Calzaghe. Um, obviously, he had a fantastic career. You look at the likes of um, like Lee Selby, he's a good friend of mine who I train with now. He's not too much older than myself, so he wasn't someone I looked up at when I was a lot younger, if you understand. But growing up, I've always looked up to him now to see what he's done in the boxing and the titles he's won and obviously becoming a world champion. Um, it's, it's obviously great. So um, there's been several boxers out of Wales which I've looked up to, but for my whole life, I've always had a level boxing i've like uh old school boxers like Ezid charles um uh sugar ray leonard sugar ray robinson uh marvin hagler thomas hearns like all the old school greats i've always looked up to them he even got uh floyd mayweather obviously being lloyd and floyd i suppose there's a bit of a a love for it for that for him obviously but um yeah i've always looked at uh, the oldest older generation of boxers and i think they were um watching them was um a big thing in my mind to want to be like them you know yeah and i can understand that a lot of people grow up watching fighters like these and some unbelievable names that you've reeled off there that I've got some of the greatest careers we've ever known in boxing to date and it, it, I think I think fighters like these inspire a lot of us uh, you know to to, to, to want to be a part of boxing in some capacity and, and of course it's even like going to like Muhammad Ali Lennox Lewis Mike Tyson they're all great which, which a lot of boxers will look up to just the um, just the success they had in boxing also, their stories, like Roberto Duran, is coming from nothing to achieving everything, you know. And it, it, boxing is, it, and boxing is a sport. Any sport can, but for me, it's one of the ones you put your heart and soul into it, and you will see rewards. You know, you're not going to always like coming home from the gym. You're going to be sore. You're going to, you might have a bleeding nose, black eyes, thick lips. But this is part of the, the journey, you know. So it is. It is. Um, it is. A, I think all boxers have a love hate relationship with the sport. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think at some point they all do. You're right. I, I would agree with that statement that a lot of them they do have a love hate relationship at some point of this. But whether it's at the beginning, the middle, or the end, they definitely do have that love hate relationship with the sport. So you're you're training down at St Joseph's with another one of our former guests, uh, Gavin Gwynn, Lee Selby. Uh, Andrew Selby's down there, obviously trained by Tony Borg. What's what's it been yeah. like being in that gym? Do you know what? It's a, it's a blessing to be honest to be in that gym. Obviously, I'm around the likes of Gavin Lee, Andrew, uh, Lance Crooks, the Robbie Vernon. The gym's thriving at the moment, you know, and um, it's a it's a lovely atmosphere and it's very vibrant. We each we pick each other up, we um, help each other out. There's no animosity in there, you know. It's just straight hard work, put the work in, and see the results. So it's great. He's a credit to Tony as well. To, um, he's played a massive part in me turning professional. The improvements I've seen and I've got since uh, being with him is um, is massive. So, at what point did you decide that it was the right time to to turn professional? Was it because everything seemed to fit? in at the right time with like you said your personal life and and the way you were training and the fact that you felt a lot fitter than what you did 10 years before yeah well it's um it has always been like that sean um i like i said i was going back and forth to the gyms and obviously working as well um it was 
hard trying to battle uh, family, uh, work, and then training. You know, it's like there's only there's only 24 hours of the day, and you can't fit it all in as such. I know people are doing this, hats off to you, but I couldn't seem to manage doing it all the time. And um, then I was obviously only boxing amateur. I'd spend uh, five days in the week training, making sure I'm eating right, uh, making sacrifices, which which wasn't a problem, but there was no end product. I wasn't getting the bouts, you know? So it was kind of disheartening. Like, you'd rather get in, go in there and you never want to lose. You'd rather go in there and just see to, see to test yourself. I wasn't, that wasn't happening for myself. So it was like, oh, I was meant to box and it would call off and it was meant to box and it wasn't on and the boy was too heavy or I was too heavy it was many reasons but it's it's a strong thing which I say is all meant to be you know um, I then sadly lost my uh, one of my well I lost my brother last year well near enough a year ago now and um, it was uh, obviously a very tough time for me and my family and um, Tony actually was in the funeral and uh, what happened was he must have said to my dad oh I tell your son to when he's when he's ready to come back to the gym, he's a good boxer, and it always stuck in my head, you know. And he was like, "This is this is a, a, a um, obviously a trainer of a world champion." So if he's saying, "I know I'm not bad," you know what I mean? So yeah. it give me a give me a good bit of a uh, motivation and a, a kick up the backside, really. And obviously, like I said, losing my brother, I just since then I've just put all my energy into being the best I can be at whatever I do. So um, fast forward a year now, I've turned professional. I'm ready to make my debut. You know, I'm fitter, I'm healthy, I'm mentally strong. So I'm in a great place at the moment. But obviously, it's all a big journey. You know, from not having fights to being in and out of the gym to the family struggles to just day-to-day life to, to get to where you are now, you know? So it is, um, uh, obviously, it's a new page in the book as such, and I'm ready to, I'm raving to go now. Yeah, a new chapter in, in, in the life of, uh, in the life of Lloyd Germain, it's a new chapter for you. Yeah, definitely, and we've had, we've had, a, we've had a fair few chapters, but I know that, that the book's, the book's still, still got many, many more chapters to be written in it, so, uh, uh, exciting times ahead and definitely getting ready to rock and roll now uh, May 20, uh, June 29th in Mesa Today's episode is sponsored by Bear Attack Boxing by boxers and for boxers producing high quality boxing gloves boxing equipment, Muay Thai kit boxing, all sorts of fantastic boxing products and I just want to bring your attention to a new product which has been brought out by Bear Attack Boxing which is the checkerboard boxing gloves they are available in 12 ounce and for the price of only £39 the new checkerboard gloves are the ideal training glove for a beginner or a seasoned pro with the lightweight feel and wrist flexibility you can freely fire your shots while still having the hand and wrist protection that you need whether it's training on the pads or it's on the heavy bag Make sure you're training with checkerboard gloves. Go over and find them, bearattackboxing.co.uk. Find them on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Check out all the other available equipment that they produce. And again, you can find them, www.bearattackboxing.co.uk. So that's your professional debut. You've signed with Chris Sanagar, Sanagar Events. Um, quite a, a popular, you know, smaller hall promotion over in Wales. And, you know, they've obviously got guys like Gavin under their stable, guys that have come out of your gym as well. And it's, uh, it's, it's a really good stage for you to be starting your professional career on. And ambitions-wise, with you being around the likes of Lee Selby, do you think that, you know, given what you've done in the gym, given what, you, you know, you've been around in the gym, do you feel like you've you've got the tools and ability to be able to take it all the way? Yeah, most definitely. Like, 
I don't, if you don't believe in yourself, no one will, you know. But it's, I'm, I'm very, uh, very motivated what I do and I'm, I do strongly believe in myself and I know I have the tools to, to um, obviously go to make, to make a good career out of um, what I want to do. Um, just about time about me now dedicating myself and staying focused in what I want to do, setting little targets and little goals, obviously becoming world's champion and then going through the ranks that way. Um, but most certainly I believe in myself 100% and I know through hard work and uh, dedication, anything is possible. So it's good. It's just a blessing to be around like the Lee Selby. You can imagine there's not many boxers who get to train with a former and a, a future two-weight world champion daily. So um, I'm just... Uh, Obviously, I'm relishing the, uh, the opportunity now for me to get a debut out of the way and get a ball rolling and go from strength to strength and from fight to fight. But I definitely believe in myself and I know I know um, great things could be happening. So, domestically then, you're, is it the welterweight division you're going to be campaigning out in your professional career? Yeah, welterweight and super welterweight. So, um, between both both of those, really. Is it is it going to be a case of trying to establish throughout the first couple of fights of your career which one's going to suit you better or are, are you gonna are you gonna just look at maybe trying to just focus on the one that you feel benefits you the most in terms of opportunity and and desire to be able to get to, to, yeah, to, to the yeah, fights you want exactly like you said um I'm, I'm pretty pretty lucky in that one aspect i don't need to cut weight i walk around pretty much the same weight as i box and i feel very strong at the weight so speaking to tony obviously my training he even said there's no point you losing weight to go down to a category which is probably busier or not even so much busier but if it's going to make if it's going to if you're going to lose your strength there's no point we're happy to stay at so, uh, super welterweight which is what i walk around now he said but then if the opportunity does come up at welterweight if you feel like you could go down in obviously this is in in a few fights obviously then we'll do that but um we're happy where we are at the moment and um it's just all zoning in now to uh, june 29th so going forward then in terms of what you want to succeed you've talked about it with me you've told me what you want to try and succeed in your career a big part of that as people know in in boxing is at the early stages of your career we've discussed this before you have to really graft hard to be able to build up that following to build up that fan base to be able to sell sell tickets and what a lot of people don't appreciate uh, and what they don't know about behind the scenes is that when you when you start out as a professional you have to sell enough tickets to be able to cover the cost of your opponent and then be able to sell enough to be able to actually make something out of that as well off the back of it so in terms of support for you going forward uh, have you got any sponsors? Uh, if so, who are they? If not, how can they get hold of you to get in contact with you if they want to sponsor you on your professional journey? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm lucky at the moment. I'm being blessed with uh, a few sponsors. I've got um, JK Design and Bills, um, JDE, that's James Demanding Electrical Limited, um, the Utility Warehouse, uh, sponsored by a friend of mine uh, called Soraya Parsons. I've got Hollis Plumbing, Heating and Gas, um, Board boxing, that's obviously my trainer, Tony Borge. Uh, Ringmaster, um, they support me and give me uh, fight gear, obviously my gloves, headguards. And um, A1 Sports, uh, sport, for my rehabilitation, the normal tech, and this my, uh, obviously, um, helps me with my um, sports massage, recovery side of the game, obviously, which is very important. So, for someone starting off, um, I'm in a great place, you know, I know some people start off. And I'm as fortunate to have any sponsors, but I've got the backing of uh, obviously quite a few sponsors. 
So it's uh, it's, a, it's a blessing, obviously, and it also gives me extra motivation every day to get up and go to the gym and train a bit harder, knowing everyone else is believing in myself. You know. Outside of boxing, then Lloyd, what, what apart from yeah. obviously having 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 your family, having uh, your your daughter and son, what what is it you like to get up to in general apart from training constantly? Um, I enjoy watching the football. Obviously, Cardiff City we've just been relegated from the Premier League. It's not the best thing, <laughs> but um, <laughs> football I enjoy. I enjoy watching all sports. Uh, going to the cinema, socialising with my mates, uh, the occasional clothes shop, buying trainers. Obviously, treating myself when you feel like you've. Uh, you deserve them, that is. Um, taking uh, holidays with the children and the family, obviously, uh, and trips with the little ones. So it's, at the moment, it's just battling full-time training and making sure my children and the family are getting everything. Uh, obviously, because I'm in the gym 24-7, so it's nice to be able to spend my downtime and when I have days off with them, you know? Yeah, 100% agree, and I can obviously relate to that. And People that listen to this podcast for, for a long time know me, and they know I've got a family as well, and I'm in, I'm in a similar situation, you know, where you've got to try and juggle so many plates uh, on so many sticks at once, and, and it's so difficult, and for a guy in your position who's starting out in his professional career, you're quite fortunate that you've actually got you know quite a few companies that are really supporting you in this journey but for the ones that are listening yeah, definitely. for the ones that are listening and maybe you know they're looking at that and thinking actually you know this is a guy who, who could be potentially on the up if they want to get in touch with you and get in touch with you about potential future sponsorship uh, and, and anyone that's listening that just wants to follow your journey on how can they find you across social media well, I'm on um so I'm on facebook um obviously under lloyd germain um i've got instagram as well which i use uh daily um which obviously tracks my training is my daily activities on there in the gym while i'm eating um food ticket sales i use uh both of those facebook and instagram my instagram is actually jermaine jermaine which is spelled g-e-r-m-a-i-n same again with a underscore at the end of it um, if anyone was interested in sponsoring me uh my professional journey i'll be really grateful but you can just drop me a direct message on that and we can uh, i'll comment you straight back and hopefully get you uh, as part of Team Jermaine hopefully so and hopefully people listening if you want to get in touch with Lloyd please use the social media handles that he's just given you please get in touch with him uh, obviously for tickets for guys that are listening that I know are going to be local to you that are going to pick up on it because of the fact that they're friends of friends or family if they want to buy tickets and they're interested in coming supporting you on your debut in Merthyr is it the same way as well can they contact you directly for tickets yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be probably the best best thing to do is just contact me through my Facebook or through my Instagram. There's going to be posters uh, going around, obviously South Wales, with myself and a contact telephone number on. So if you did manage to see that and wanted the ticket, just give me a ring and I'll come and drop the ticket to yourself. And obviously, we'll look forward to seeing you at my debut yeah hopefully so hopefully so and it's been a pleasure obviously having you on and I really appreciate you taking the time to to spend to tell me a little bit more about yourself and a little bit more about your background uh, where you've come from where you are uh, and where you're planning to go as a professional fighter and I'm really looking forward to to obviously seeing you on your debut I know it's going to be a a stack card and I know obviously Gavin I believe is on that card as well is there anyone else from from the gym that's on the same card yeah it's going to be a Busy, a busy day for um, the, the gym. Actually, we've got Gavin who's topping the bill. Um, Joshua John, another stable mate of mine, he's making the debut. Um, Robbie Vernon's making. Uh, he's going to be fighting his third professional bout. And um, 
Dan Bart is actually fighting as well. So we've got um, got a fair few fighters coming from St. George who will be on that the show. So it's going to be a great show and um, hopefully you can all tune in. Come down and show your support. 100%. And again, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate the time you've taken to go through all the all the background, all the information. I'm sure people that are listening will appreciate that you've got a, a journey ahead of yourself and you've got some ups, uh, hopefully not too many downs and an absolute ride of your life and some more chapters to that life story of yours. So uh, it's been a great speaking to you and I really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me on there and it's, um, thank you very much for taking your time to interview me and each and every one of you who listens to the podcast. Thank you very much and look out, Team Jermaine's coming. So there we go, guys. That is the first episode of Series 2 of Once to Watch, done and dusted with Lloyd Germain. Great to hear about his background going into the professional game. Really sad to hear about the passing of his brother and in part of the story. And, and, and I'm really you know thankful that I've got the opportunity to speak to him and giving him the platform to be able to get to you guys, the listeners, and be able to hear about prospects like Lloyd who are coming through, who don't always necessarily get the TV exposure that they deserve as a fighter or get the promotional exposure that they deserve as a fighter. So I'm really glad to be able to produce this platform to do it on. So if you have enjoyed listening to the first episode of Season 2 of Wants to Watch, please go over and find us on Podbean, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Player FM. You can find us on any good available podcasting app to subscribe to. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode or any of the other episodes that we produced, please go and find us on them platforms and leave us a review. Leave us a rating on there because it truly helps us. And thank you for listening as always. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Ones to Watch, which will be next Monday night. So tune in, subscribe, rate, review, everything that we ask you to do. Please go and do it. It makes a huge difference to what we do here at BTR Boxing Podcast. Next up this week, it's the Weekend Reaction Show with myself and Jordy Neald. We've got Legendary Nights coming up also this week. And then we'll also have a preview of the Weekend's Action Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. Podcast Network.